Welcome back, everybody, to Two Feral Idiots. I'm Steph. And I'm Carly. And before we get started on today's episode, I just need to do a disclosure. One, um, I am recording downstairs today, so if you hear a small child and or hay bear from YouTube in the background, I apologize now. (laughs) My office is so... one, my office is so fucking cold, it's unbelievable. Um, and I'm afraid that the space heater is so loud that it's going to be able to be picked up. Um, mm. And two, uh, Zoe's sleeping. So, <laughs> and I had a feeling like with this episode, I'm going to get like extra loud. So I wanted to be like, not on the other side of the wall from her. 100%. Just based yeah. off of the stories I have in my little collection, you're going to get loud. Solid. Super yeah. salad. Um, yeah. So, unplanned. This is kind of like a collaborative episode. Because this was mm-hmm. originally supposed to be just Carly's episode. But um, we decided to hear from you guys. Um, all of these stories are remaining anonymous. Um, though I don't think one of the people would care. Um, I know my stories, they would care. But one of the stories of the person that we both know, mm-hmm. they wouldn't care. But I'm not taking that risk of possibly being yeah. sued. So yeah. <laughs> same, same. So um this theme is toxic coworkers. And I used toxic very loosely for mine. Um mine are more like how do the hell do you still work here stories mm-hmm. more than toxic. Except one. One is a definitely a toxic. The other few are definitely um how in the hell do you still have a job? Fun yeah. fact, none of them still have the job. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> right, right. So, um, well, Carly, since this was actually technically your idea, we will go ahead and let you start with a couple of your stories or one of your stories. We can go back and forth or you can do some and then I'll do some however you want to do it. Okay. Um. Yeah, so I will start with, I have two and just because they kind of go together. So I'll keep them together. Um, it is going to stay anonymous, but I am going to put out there that it is from a family member of mine, just because part of the story will sound weird how it's written if you don't know that. So, because it involves kind of both of us. So this is from a family member of mine. So the first one is I had a coworker named Danny. This man sucks. He's late forties, early fifties in age. In September of 2018, I lost my grandmother on my mom's side. I was very, very close to her and losing her was devastating to me. I was given a week off of work to deal with my grief and then was required to come back to work. I took that full week off, stayed in bed and cried except for the funeral. I came back to work with the typical sorry for your loss comments and a card signed by everyone, including Danny. As you know, in October of 2018, We lost our grandmother on our dad's side. I was not as close to Michelle as I was to my other grandmother, but losing both of them back to back was just a blow to my mental health that I did not expect. I, again, took a full week off of work to cope. Losing both of them back to back affected me more than when I lost my maternal grandmother. When I came back to work, I was visibly more upset. Again, I got the card, the typical comments about losing people we care about, but this time... I didn't receive these those comments from Danny, nor did he sign the card that everyone passed around this time. Now, I worked closely with Danny. We were both chiefs in my department, so we shared essentially an office together. We controlled a machine with eight monitors and had to constantly communicate to make sure things ran smoothly. My first day back, everything seemed normal. About halfway through our shift, Danny turns to me and says, I know what you're doing. No one losing both their grandmothers in a 30-day timeline. You just claim that so you could have so many extra days off this month. The company may not think too much about it, but I see it. Of course, I tried explaining that I did, in fact, lose both my grandmothers, but he would not listen. Now, I'm a huge reader, so I had a book with me, and my current bookmark was the little flyer you get at funerals with the deceased picture and a quote and, and obituary on it. I showed him the flyer and even pulled up my second grandmother's obituary on one of the monitors. He then proceeded to claim that the printed flyer I had could be fake because it's really easy to make one of those in a Word document. 
Who the hell fakes losing a grandparent to get out of work, let alone both grandmothers? So I'm actually texting my dad right now because he didn't have like a similar situation as in like a coworker got after him for this. But my dad, I can't remember exactly how it was. My dad lost a family member and literally like not even a week later, my mom lost a family member. And I believe it was both of their grandmothers. I think I'm texting him right now. Wow. Yeah, I couldn't um believe that reading that. Yeah, that's first and foremost. <clears throat> let's say this was even true. Mm-hmm. Let's say the person who wrote this story was lying about losing grandparents, grandmothers back to back. Who is Danny to even say anything about it? Right. It was. It was my dad's grandmother and then my mom's grandmother. Both died within like a week of each other. Wow. And they asked him. They bluntly, they did what your what this person wrote. They, he brought in obituaries to prove that his grandmother died and then my mom's grandmother died. Mm-hmm. To prove that like, yes, I am not lying. And HR asked him to do that. To prove that he wasn't, because what in the hell are the chances? Right. right. And I understand HR right. saying something. Or right. or even a supervisor. Like, hey, this is a little strange. I I'm hope I'm not offending ask, you. Yeah. But we're going to need, unfortunately, need proof. And actually, a lot of companies, um, it wasn't... I forget who it was or where they were working for. They requested that like an obituary be brought in or a um, death certificate. Yeah. He just said, yes, had to bring proof that they both passed. Wow. So, and I like in school, when you lose somebody, like I remember my mom specifically sending in the obituary with our notes saying like, Hey, their loved one passed. Here's the obituary, so it would be an excused absence. Mm-hmm. But wow, yeah, that'd be like okay. Let's say we were back at our old old job, mm-hmm. and I and sh- this person would never do it. So I'm just going to use her example. That'd be like Ashley saying, "I know what you're doing, Stephanie." She would never. Ashley would never ever ever do that. Right. But that would be like her saying, "I know what you're doing, Stephanie," and you're lying. Not both of your grandparents passed. You're a liar. Right. <laughs> wow. And then that's, that's someone that this person has to work with every day. Very right. closely. That relationship is now done. I mean, let's done. be real. You can't. Absolutely. You can't trust that person. You can't get along with that person. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. Even if. I don't. Did you. I don't know which. Fam- you said this was a family member of yours, right? Mm-hmm. I don't, don't know how long ago this was, but was social media a thing? Was it 2017 you said they passed? 2018. September and then October. So social media is a thing. Mm-hmm. Why not just look up their Facebook to see if they shared the obituaries? Right. Right. It's not hard. Yeah. Just do the research yourself if you think they're lying. Then they'll never know. Right. And which we we all did. We all shared the obituary and, and made posts and you know, it was yeah. it was a hard thing, but it wouldn't take that much to just look it up. Right. Right. Or just believe them. Like <gasps> that too. Like why would you lie about so okay, well here's the thing. I know some people would. <laughs> there is a guy I went to high school with, and those who are listening who I went to high school with may know who I'm talking about. Every other day, every other time he was sick or it'd be out, like he'd play hooky basically, he'd come back and sing, like, My grandma died. His grandma never died. God. She didn't didn't die until after we were well graduated. Wow. (laughs) That's so messed up. So messed up. So, I mean, and he used it often. Like, there would be like teachers be like so and so's grandma passed away for like the fifth time this year already. Oh my god! Yeah, 
Yeah. That is absolutely terrible. Yeah, it's completely awful. So there are people out there that would do that. But again, he was high school. This Mm -hmm. is real world, real, real world adult stuff. Mm -hmm. So, wow. Yeah. Bless your family member. Yeah. So that's story number one. Story number two. This story is more recent. In September of 2021, I was promoted from an hourly employee to a salary employee as a supervisor for the department I had worked in for the last six years. My job became more stressful, but due to being previously qualified in all positions of that department, I was able to assist my department in ways no other supervisors could. I could work the floor if we were shorthanded or even problem solve using the knowledge I had of the machine. For almost two years, things were great. 2023 started off rough. The department began declining, issues that I had not previously encountered were popping up, and the machine itself was struggling to the point that engineers were having a hard time problem solving. Now, as a supervisor, I worked 12-hour shifts while my employees still worked 8-hour shifts. So from 4 p.m. to 12 a.m., I worked specifically with the D-shift crew, but 12 a.m. to 4 a.m., I worked with either B-shift or X-shift, depending on who was off that day. One of the X-shift chiefs was named Tyler. Tyler is a great employee, extremely knowledgeable. He trained me as a chief, willing to help anyone who asked and was very calm under pressure. When all the machine issues started, I would frequently sit down with Tyler and ask questions and hypothetical situations to try and write notes in case I ever encountered those issues. Tyler was always great to me, but he had a temper. I have seen Tyler's temper on multiple occasions, but have never been the target for that temper. Trigger warning. I have not so great mental health. I used to self-harm, have attempted suicide, and sometimes I slip and get back into that mindset when life gets a little too hard. At the beginning of 2023, I lost a close family friend who was like a second mom to me, as as well as one of my best friends. My boyfriend of seven years and I broke up, and with the added work stress, I was falling apart, to the point where suicide was becoming a constant thought in my head and my therapist and psychiatrist were debating on putting me in a mandatory psych hold. It was not good. Oh, wow. One day, X-Shift comes in at 12 a.m. My D-Shift crew had a very bad day, and I was giving Tyler the rundown of that day and was about to ask him a question about what we could what we could have done to prevent those issues. Tyler interrupted me, got in my face to the point where I was backed against a wall, and proceeded to yell at me for 20 minutes. A lot of things were said that I will not repeat, but one of those things that stuck out the most for me was, when you finally became supervisor, I finally had hope that we had a good one. You knew this machine better than some chiefs that have worked here twice as long as you. Instead, You've become the biggest disappointment, and I'm the one who's been going to HR on you to try and get you fired. You're a fucking joke. Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. As someone who does not like confrontation, my reaction was to either be just like my dad and react in anger, or cry. I chose to cry, apparently, which made the situation worse. Again, details I will not burden you with. A few days later... I gathered up all the dirt I had collected on the company, my boss, Tyler, Danny, and the several other toxic employees I will not bother you with details about, and went to HR. My HR then told me, while my experiences with the company are not the greatest, it is not their problem. I could either act like an adult and handle it myself or quit. As someone with severe suicidal ideation at that point the next few months were very rough on me and if it were not for the wonderful man in my life right now I'm not sure I would be telling you this story it is to my great displeasure to tell you that I still work for that company but requested a transfer and work in a much less toxic um plant regardless fuck this company and all its employees wow so let me make sure the writer and the and Tyler are on the same level, right? They're both chiefs. Um, from at our that underst- point, at that point, the writer has now become the supervisor. So I believe Tyler is underneath them. But 
Tyler had good knowledge and oh. when these issues started popping up that this that the writer had never had before at that point they would ask Tyler apparently Tyler had a bad day so here's my thing let's just use people we know as for examples that would mm-hmm. be like you being team lead and then Amanda Sarah mm-hmm. were to leave and you taking Sarah's spot mm-hmm. and you not running into a situation before and going to Amanda, Amanda taking control of the situation, something happening with you and then Amanda belittles you. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you are still Amanda's supervisor. Mm-hmm. The audacity and the balls on Tyler to speak to a supervisor in that way is astounding. Absolutely yeah. astounding. I don't give a flying fuck. If, if you, let's say you and I are on the same playing field like we are right now. Mm-hmm. You get team lead, then I get manager. If you were to speak to me that way... You and I are going to have some serious issues because at the end of the day, I am still your manager. I am still in charge and I am still your boss. Right. And I get, and I'm, it's, it really, really sucks because it's most of the time women only when they get mm-hmm. mad, they cry. Yep. And they can't control it because they're just so mad and they're trying to like contain it and they can't. So it comes out in tears. So I get where the writer is coming from. Because I'm the same way. I cry when I'm mad. Honestly, I probably would have done the same thing. I probably would have cried, but I would have been so mad. I would have been crying and cussing that motherfucker out at this same exact time. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And it's not like OP had no knowledge of anything. Right. I mean, they said they were very knowledgeable in every single position underneath them in that department. They've worked them all. They can help wherever. They had good knowledge of the machines up until two years later now when Mm -hmm. things were happening that had never happened before and they were going to Tyler and asking questions but they were taking notes so they didn't have to ask those it's not like it's he was getting the same question over and over and over right which we've had co-workers or people from other departments ask us the same question over and over and over and over again Mm -hmm. and we're like write it the fuck down like we get it right right at the right. fuck down so but they're going to him with one question and writing down the answer and then coming to him with another question mm-hmm. so it's like they, they learned their lesson the first time but now other things are coming up that they have to ask questions for it sounds like tyler was on a power trip is what it sounds yes. like yeah agreed wow yeah and then for hr to not back op up and right. tell them that be an adult and figure it out yourself or quit that is not how you respond to those situations never never not at all not even close i could not imagine i couldn't imagine either well whoever that writer is i know you know them personally so i hope you listen to this bless your heart i hope you find a job that appreciates you and cares for you and appreciates your knowledge because it sounds like you really need it and you really deserve it and I really hope that your therapy is helping you with your mental health journey and you really dive deep into it because this place ain't it and you Mm -hmm. deserve all the happiness in the world my friend so sure do so wow yeah all right so I have a few they're all relatively short um I'll read the two super short ones. Um, so the one I got, so those who's ever worked in the medical field ever, even if you don't work in the medical field, you know what HIPAA is. Hip, so, And for those who don't know, in case you've been under a rock or you don't have HIPAA where you live, like if you have other, because I know we have listeners on Australia apparently. I don't know if they have HIPAA there, so I'll explain for them. Um, HIPAA is when you go to a doctor And everybody in that office signs a HIPAA policy form, meaning they won't say shit about shit about anything in that office about you ever to anybody unless you have them physically written on a piece of paper saying it's okay. So, like, for my HIPAA, 
I write down that it is okay to release medical information, um, um, medical medication, and basically everything and anything to my husband, Lee. If he calls and asks the questions, they are allowed to give him that information. He is on my HIPAA forms and vice versa. So, and if you break HIPAA, it is a big no-no. It is means for automatic termination at most offices. And sometimes, depending on how bad the violation is, people have gone to court about it. People have been seriously fined for it. And I believe people have actually served prison time for it. Not long prison time, but have served prison time, depending on the level of it. So someone wrote me saying that they've had an employee or a coworker get caught breaking HIPAA. That employee blamed the training as to why they broke HIPAA. Now, this person is working in the medical field. They they learned in school what HIPAA is. They know mm-hmm. that they can't break it. So whether your training was complete and utter shit, like you weren't trained at all, you know you can't break HIPAA. You know that. Even if you don't know if they're on the HIPAA form, you err on the side of caution and said, hey, I'm new. I'm so sorry. I can't find the HIPAA form, so I don't know if I can release this to you. What is your phone number? I'll give you a call back and let you know, yay or nay, if I can give you this information or not. Right. Whatever. If you're, if that's even possible. If they're asking if there's a patient there, only thing you can say is, like, I can't release that information to you. If you can't find the form, only thing you say is, I cannot release that information to you. I am not allowed to say yes or no to that question. I plead the right. fifth, whatever you have to say. So this employee got caught breaking HIPAA, broke HIPAA, blamed the training of why she broke HIPAA. And come to find out she's been working in the medical field for 20 plus years. Talk about the idiocy. So it's not really toxic. It's just, how are you, how have you been working in the medical field for 20 years and then have the audacity to say, well, your training sucked and that's why I broke HIPAA. You've been in the medical field for 20 years. I don't care if your training was crap. You know you can't release anything. You know that. That's like day one stuff. Right. Or You can't tell me that you don't know. Right. You can't tell me. And I don't even think you can give HIPAA permission over the phone. Like, if, let's say Lee were to call. Probably not. Let's say Lee were to call my doctor, Dr. Smith. And... He'd be like, hey, I'm looking for information on my wife's appointment today. She said it was okay for me to call. He can't even hand me the phone so I can tell the medical assistant or the nurse, like, hey, yeah, it's okay to give him the information. I don't think you can do that. I think it has to be, like, a physically signed document saying it's okay. Yeah. So that's toxic. I feel like that's really toxic to try and blame the training when you've been in this field for so long. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, the other one I have that's really short is, again, I don't know if it's really toxic. It's just, dude, you're an idiot. Um, so this dude went home because of COVID. Okay. So he's on COVID leave. So at the time that this happened, it was the 14 days. So this was 2020, okay. which is fine. If you have COVID, if you need to stay home, you stay home. He then went ahead and used FMLA for himself. So he got six weeks off. Usually, it's about FMLA is six weeks, okay? He got an additional six weeks. Now, the person who gave me the story does not have detail. Are you okay? <laughs> I, I swear to God, I felt something touch me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. If you guys didn't hear that, Carla just kicked the fuck out of her desk. Go on. We're good. <laughs> Oh, for Christ. Uh, <laughs> anyways, so they used self-FMLA, and we don't know why, but they were on FMLA for their for themselves. Okay. Then they went on vacation, so they were off for even longer. Then they used family FMLA, so they were off for a family member, so they were off for even longer. Then they were off for COVID again. Guess how long they were off work for a total of consecutively? Like, they never went back to work in this time. That's got to be, like, five months? Six months? Eight. Jesus. They ended up being, they ended up being off for eight months straight. Um, 
the company ended up firing him or her. I don't know who it was. Um, the person ended up being fired. Um, we don't know what, technically speaking, you cannot fire for somebody for using their FMLA or being off for COVID. You cannot fire them. Right. Um, technically, I don't even think you can fire them for using their vacation time if they have it. Because um, their time is their time. So the person who sent this to me was unsure what they were fired for. But um, the guy that was fired is suing the company for wrongful termination. But he was off for eight months straight. That's insane. Right. Listen, I was, I was, I didn't have a job for what, two weeks? Mm-hmm. And by the end of, honestly, by the mid of the second week, I was bored. Like, I was ready to go back to work. Yeah. And who knows what this guy was doing in his eight months? Like, apparently, right. I'm assuming they have some sort of proof that he wasn't off or what he said he was off for. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're off for FMLA, like, I was off for FMLA after I had Alice. Oh, just had a baby. So, I'm off. I Technically, I'm on FMLA because I am recovering from having a baby. Mm-hmm. Or, like, um, in some like, if you have, like, I know someone who had a partial hysterectomy. She had FMLA. So, the, FML, the point of FMLA, you may not get paid. So, technically, my FMLA was approved for 12 weeks. Okay. But they only approve, so if you have short-term disability, so you have to pay for short-term disability, short-term will only, for after having a baby, will only pay for six weeks off. So, I can be off for 12 weeks, and legally speaking, because I was at Heartland at the time when I had Alice, um, Heartland has to hold my job for 12 weeks, legally. They cannot fill my position if I am off for the full 12 weeks, even Mm. though I only got paid for six. That's FMLA. That is the point of FMLA. So Heartland cannot fill my position with somebody else permanently um, while I'm off on FMLA. Right. Um, and that's with surgeries and even with if you're off for a family member. Like we had a coworker who was off because her dad was in and out of the hospital with a lot of issues, um, different lung issues and stuff like that. She was using FMLA to be off. Mm-hmm. They could not fill her position while she was off. They were not legally allowed to fill that position. But I think there is like a clause in there. If you get caught doing other things like that isn't your FMLA related. Like if I got, if I was off on FMLA with Alice and like I am traveling all over the fucking world in that six weeks or 12 weeks, maybe they can fire me. I don't know. Right. I don't know, but we don't know what this dude was hired for exactly because they have to hold his position for FMLA, but I don't know if they have to hold it for vacation. Mm. I don't know that answer. Yeah, I don't know. Wow. Yeah. So he's currently suing the company for wrongful termination. And if anybody wants to, besides Joey, Stop correcting me. Joey, you're not allowed to correct me on this. If anybody wants to send me, like, the actual clarification of FMLA, like, if you get caught doing stuff when you're not on FMLA um, or when you are on FMLA that you're not supposed to be doing, if you can, in fact, be terminated because you're not on medical leave or on family medical leave, if you can technically be fired for that. So, like, if I am off on FMLA and I'm in Disney World instead and I take pictures and I post pictures... Can I technically be fired? I don't know. So if you know that answer, please shoot me a message or email us and let me know. Yes, please do. But not Joey. Yeah, not Joey. You're Joey, you're not allowed. Screw you, Joey. Constantly correcting me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to go into one that was sent to us um, by someone we mutually know. And this story was written um, with some help of two other people to really give, you know, a full rounded insight into this toxic co-worker. Mm-hmm. So, for the better part of 10 years, I worked for the same company and I've met some incredible people, some of whom I'm still good friends with today. Hint, hint, wink, <laughs> wink. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> 
every job has some people that either aren't a great fit for the position or who have a tendency to make daily work life difficult. One coworker, now former as I'm no longer at the same job, takes the cake as one of the most obnoxious, self-centered, unempathetic, there's more adjectives I could use, but this is only a 45-minute show, people I've ever met. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) From what we've gathered over the five-plus years we've worked with her, she grew up quite sheltered, and apparently her parents never had any talks with her that not everything that pops into your head needs to come out of your mouth. For the record, I am also said one of those people that say everything that pops into their head, but not quite to this extreme. Just to give everybody, like, mm-hmm. the level of, because Carly and I both know who is being spoken about. Um, So, obviously, clearly, if you listen to the show, you know, like, if it comes to my head, it's coming out of my mouth. I am not to the level of this person. I don't think anyone is. No. No, not not even. Nobody I know personally, at least. Mm-mm. No. She would constantly comment on how stupid the, parenthesis, insert guess at person's country of origin, person on the other end of a call was because they could not understand what she was asking for or had to repeat herself multiple times. One specific incident that stands out was how she didn't have a problem with gay people, but doesn't understand how people can do that. All while in earshot of our immediate supervisor, who is gay. Everyone around the department just kind of turned and stared at each other in disbelief. I think we were all too shocked to speak. To this day, I'm baffled at how anyone would think something like that would be okay to say, not just in front of someone who identifies as being gay, but also within the workplace. Another was when a couple of us were discussing something work-related, and she immediately interjected herself into the conversation and made it incredibly uncomfortable for everyone. Trigger warning. When she openly admitted she made a suicide attempt by taking blank number of pills, but it didn't do anything. The rest of us were speechless and tried to get back to work. A few minutes went by and another co-worker mentioned something about a book she was reading. And of course... Someone once again stepped into the conversation to tell us what she's been reading. Reverse harem and fantasy novels. I immediately started wishing my ears were broken, bleeding, something, so that I could just stop listening to the words that continued flowing from her mouth. (laughs) Oh, God. Speaking of things that should likely stay out of the workplace, this coworker would constantly bring her personal life to work with her. When I say this, I mean from the moment she entered the building, there was usually something that her boyfriend did the day prior that she feels the need to make known to everyone, and more often than not, it is something that she uses as an opportunity to demean him and or something that, how can I say this? This next sentence is in all capitals, by the way. No one gives the slightest shit about... I understand that many of us will discuss family and life outside of work with coworkers, but when so many of your talking points that you're trying to add to a conversation are of this nature, seriously consider dialing it back. Of course, we are, were, still coworkers, so every day there was still work that needed completing. I was a lead in our department, so more questions were looped through me than through the department supervisor if needed. Unfortunately, this coworker would come to me with the same questions, if not multiple times a day, multiple times each week. Not just the same question each time, it would almost it would almost be verbatim every single time. It would get to the point where I was copying and pasting previous answers to respond to the most recent, but did she ever think to save that somewhere? Nope. Her overall demeanor and attitude got to the point My coworker and I asked to meet with our boss in hopes he and his boss could talk with her to try and get it through her head that she needs to make changes. Spoiler, it didn't work. The same comments, bombardment of messages, even without responses. Allegedly using FMLA on days we weren't busy or had a difficult workload. Threatening to quit if we didn't get a raise. 
FYI, there was an annual review of wages slash income versus cost of living, and we would get a small raise every year, and so many other incidents. You would probably need your own episode to cover it all. (laughs) But at this point, I think I've taken up enough of your time. Now, about two of my other co-workers and their love of donkeys, golden bananas, and pineapple people. Winky face. He, they just had to add that last part in. Of course they did. <laughs> Bruh. Well, to the writer of that, thank you for adding that in. Um, It's kind of hard to comment on this one because we know this person. Know them. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I do have to say that everything that writer sent is very extremely accurate. Um, very extremely accurate. Like, yeah, there is no other comments to be said. Um, that coworker was very difficult. Um, mm-hmm. I remember one time they had mentioned the reverse harem stories in front of me and the person who wrote in. And the person that wrote in, he said, I'm willing, I'm I'm sure he knew, but he didn't say that. He says, I don't know what that is. And I said, don't worry about it. Don't even worry about it. And I looked at the the person who said about the book Reverse Harem. And I said, I'm like, you can't talk about that in the workplace. I said it just like that. I'm like, this is not a place to discuss that type of book. Mm -hmm. Now, mind you. I would talk about those books all the time. Multiple factors, though. One, we were by ourselves. Mm-hmm. Two, we were not loud about it. And three, mm-hmm. we would not go into details as of reverse harem. Right. We would say, hey, what book are you reading this week? And I would say whatever whatever book. And would be like, oh, I'm reading this book. It's super cool. Like, it's like the one time it was like, like will it's sort of like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, but without the candy. But it's very like it just makes your heart happy type of story. Mm-hmm. But we never went into details about the smut part of it all, right? Ever. So for her, for this person, her or him, to blatantly say that they read reverse harem books in the workplace loudly, bruh. You can't. You can't. Yeah. You just can't. I remember there was a point in time where, for one reason or another, we were all sitting together, desks together. Mm-hmm. And every day, I started a tally chart of how many times I heard certain phrases be said. Yeah. They would say, hey, blank. Hey, blank. Yeah. Hey, blank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just... All day and that was just this person verbally saying it this does not include what this this person messaging yeah the author of this story wrote in Mm -hmm. i mean it got to the point where when things were happening in our previous workplace and i was the only one left in our department she would start or he or she would start messaging me and i don't hold back and I bluntly told them, you know what you're doing. You've been doing this job for X amount of years. Stop asking me stupid questions. Like, I literally can't. And I told somebody else about what I said to her. And they're like, oh, my God, you said that? I'm like, yeah, I can show it to you. And I did. And they're, and they're like, what if you get fired? I'm like, what if I get fired? Because our company was no longer going to be so right okay (laughs) yeah that was uh that that was a mix of toxic and also how are you still working here yes she's she there's pure idiocy yeah so yeah that was a thank god we don't work with that person anymore okay so I have one that I'll read. This one is, this one was toxic. This person was very toxic. Um, so we're going to refer to the toxic person as manager because that's what they were. Okay. So this okay. manager worked in one department and was moved to another department because of 
his toxicity. Um, I don't know the details of what happened in the first apartment. Um, the only person I could ask works third shift, so they are currently not among the living. They are sleeping. So I could not ask them what had happened. But they were moved from one department to another. And the department they were moved to was all women in this department. And the manager was a male. And this is very important. If it wasn't important, I wouldn't point it out. So the manager would say some pretty lewd things to these women. Um, Again, I don't have details of what was said. Um, And the person who told me the story couldn't give me the details. They didn't know. But also in their office, their work office at the place where they worked, their office, not a home office, their work office. I have to make that very abundantly clear so people don't try and argue with me about it. They had... Do you know, like, when you walk into, like, a maintenance garage of, like, people working on cars and usually they had the calendars of, like, half-naked women? Yeah. This guy had that in his, like, his work office. Mm. If you have, like, I have an uncle that had this in his his personal garage, okay? Mm -hmm. He's allowed. It is his personal garage. If he wants to have a calendar of half-naked women, he is more than welcome to do so. This is your employer office you shouldn't have this up there right okay but he'd have like half naked women in pictures of half naked women in his office he would show pictures of half naked women i believe if i remember the story correctly um the employees went to upper leadership and expressed their concerns and were expressing how uncomfortable they were and upper leadership wouldn't do a thing because they didn't have proof They didn't have proof, so they wouldn't do anything about it. So, the women took it into their own hands and started documenting. Dates, times, exactly what happened verbatim, um, who said what, when they said it, that sort of thing. Um, So, X amount of time passes. I didn't ask for the timeline, but X amount of time passes. Another employee went to upper leadership, made another complaint. Leadership came down to the department and asked, like, what's being said? What happened? What proof do you have? And all of the women pulled out notebooks, numerous notebooks, with the proof of what the manager was saying to them. And the the manager did end up getting fired. Because all of them. Because they had, but they had to physically doc. And I understand you want to have the proof that way if they try and sue you for a wrongful termination, you have the physical documentation. Mm-hmm. I get it. I understand it. I understand. At the same time, if you have a department filled with women and they're saying they're uncomfortable because of what this man is saying to them or vice versa. Vice versa, if you have a department full of men and you have a woman manager and she is saying things who are making these mm-hmm. men uncomfortable, something needs to be done. 100%. Whether that's a write-up or a coaching, whatever that is, like, saying we can't do anything because you don't, we don't have proof is bullshit. The statement yep. should have been, I cannot terminate him. I understand that you that you feel like that needs to happen, but at this time, I cannot terminate him because I do not have the proof to back it. However, I will have a conversation with him, and I will try and make sure that this doesn't happen again. And then if it does happen again, hopefully we have the proof. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they from the sounds of it, nothing happened with the first complaint. It took another complaint or another few complaints with the physical proof in these notebooks. To say that he was a douche, basically, and a pig. Well, I'm glad they started doing that. Yeah, for real. For real. The audacity of some people. The absolute audacity. Um, my next one is kind of a mix of toxic slash you're an idiot. You shouldn't be working here. But the toxic came after the incidents. So. Okay. I changed the names. I actually I never even had a name. I just put a random name in. Um, so, quote, Bob 
was fired because he almost killed himself two to four times while on the job. Okay. So how Bob did this is he failed to turn off machinery, whether that's flipping the valve for the hydraulics or just flipping the switch if it's a motor vehicle, motor vehicle, but he would not turn off the machinery. He would not. It's called deadlocking, I believe. Locked out. It's called locked out. Okay. If you do not lock it out and that bitch starts to roll and you're in the wrong spot, you are good as dead. Period. Okay. So he was rode up once. Wrote up and conversed with twice, wrote up and conversed with a third time, and then a fourth time, and then he was terminated. He got four tries and told, you have to put, you have to lock out the machine or you could get killed or someone else could get killed. You have to lock it out. You have to, you have to, you have to. Never did it. So he was, he was wrote up four times and terminated. So another employee was in a college class with Bob. It was a speech class and the dude wrote about how he was fired from this company and shouldn't have been he wrote a whole speech on it wow yeah that i oh yeah he definitely should have been fired he, he, he almost killed yourself right you could now this person never went to specifics where something happened where he could have, where a specific incident happened where it could have killed him, but he did put himself and others in a position where if something did happen, they could have died. Exactly. Like, from the sounds of it, this sort of thing is drilled into their heads day one at a company that you have to lock out the machine so it does not turn back on or start to move or anything like that. Bob needs a new career. I think Bob has a new career. <laughs> I mean, he shouldn't work with any sort of machine ever yeah. machinery at all. Yeah. Cause here's Maybe my, he should go be a greeter somewhere or something where he can't for real. Fuck up. For real. Like, and my thing is, is like, I'm willing to bet, because they, because this company is all about safety. Mm -hmm. 110%. Like, there's a point in time where, um, if you worked, because a lot of, obviously, since they're working with machinery, you guys all know it's a factory. Um, there's a point in time where this company, if, I don't remember the hours, but in factories, you can work 8, 12, 16-hour shifts easily. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know the exact amount of hours, but if you worked over X amount of hours, you were not allowed to drive yourself home. You had to call for a ride. You were not allowed to leave and drive yourself home. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's everything, a great policy to have. Everything had to be reported. If you needed a Tylenol, you had to go... CEMTs and they had to like document that you got a Tylenol if it was for a headache they have to check your blood pressure they have to do all of the things in this company because they're all about safety wow mm -hmm. like they have EMTs on site for this company that's nice though mm -hmm. that's that's a great company yeah to do all of that for some people it may seem like it's overboard but but when you're in a it's not when you think about it when you're in a factory and you're working with heavy machinery because think about it let's say it's just let's say it's fuck let's say it's chrysler okay it's this company mm -hmm. is not chrysler that we were discussing in the story by the way so please don't come after me but everybody knows chrysler has numerous factories let's say it's chrysler and you're working on a machinery and your arm's in a machine something happens and that machine starts moving and your arm gets stuck call 911 who knows how long? It could be up to five, ten minutes before they get there, depending on what's going on on the outside world, outside that building. You have mm -hmm. EMTs on site. They can come, tourniquet it off. They yep. can, so you don't continue to lose blood. They can try and maybe get your arm out of there if it's safe, if they have the tools to do so. You have the EMTs on site. So, yeah, that it's always good to have it those is. Safeties, the safety protocols in place like that. Yeah, for sure. So, 
Damn. I mean, I've had some toxic coworkers, but like not like that. I mean, I've had a to- except for the one, but. I mean, I've had a toxic coworker, but I'm pretty sure if I go into details of this toxic oh. coworker, they'll probably sue me. So, have you? I didn't know. Hmm. I've never heard anything about that. I mean, I can go into details, but I mean, <laughs> it would be a whole episode on its own. That's true. That is true. That it would have to be. I. You know what? Well, I don't know if it's so much as a toxic coworker, but I. It was maybe another one of those mixed situations mm-hmm. where it was when I worked at the hair store mm-hmm. which sells products for licensed professionals right now to work there you don't have to be licensed right if you are great whatever so me and this other person we'll say Allie, started at the same time mm-hmm. she was licensed i am not right i knew more about hair than she did somehow that's kind of terrifying she just wasn't good at her job would leave early every day Stuff like that. But then there was one point where our other coworker, because there were only four of us, took a week-long vacation. So my manager came to us and was like, listen, it's going to be rough with this person gone. Like, I'm going to need you guys. I'm really sorry, but it may end up to where... And we're we're part-timers, so whatever. But it may end up where maybe you work like 12 days in a row. Like, I I need you guys. And if you're not okay with it, tell me now. And I'll figure it out. And we both were like, no, it's fine. Like, we work, like, four hours, five hours, maybe. Like, whatever. It's not a huge deal. Mm -hmm. So, at one point, Allie went to the bathroom. Okay. 30 minutes goes by. Still not out. Store full of customers. So, my manager goes back there. Like, knocks on the door. And it's like, hey, like, are you okay? What's going on? And she opened the door and she was sobbing. And she was like... My boyfriend just broke up with me. Apparently, she'd been on her phone. And my manager was like, well, are you okay? Like, do you need to go home? Why don't you take your lunch? Okay, take your lunch. Carly and I will be fine. So Allie goes out to her car for her lunch. We get a 30-minute lunch. 30 minutes goes by. She's still in her car. Now, mind you, it's like 1 o'clock. Me and my manager still need to take our lunch, and we need to go to the bank. An hour later, Allie's still in her car. Can you guys, like... S- yeah, we can see her. She's right there. Oh, my God. She's just in her car. Two hours later, she's still in her fucking car. And my manager and I keep looking at each other, and she was like, when the fuck is she going to come in? And I was like, I don't know. And she goes, should I go out there? I was like, I'm not going out there. You could go out there. She had to go out there and just send her home. She's like, just go, just fucking go home. Just go home. So then we had to like rush to take our lunches, go to the bank. And then I think my manager had to leave. Like I was closing. And then the bitch didn't show up the next day and tweeted how she was no calling, no doing a no call, no show because her manager was overworking her. And she just never came back. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. So that was fun. I think that was the most toxic I've had. That's crazy. Yeah. So that's it for me. I had one situation, which the story is pretty quick. Um, I worked for a place where I wasn't a waitress, but you did get tips. Okay. Mm-hmm. And there's a point where they did split tipping. So you shared your tips, but it was only for like a short portion. It wasn't like where you're a waitress and everyone gathers the same tips. They all go in a jar and then you split it evenly among everybody. It was like only for like maybe an hour or two where you shared tips. Gotcha. Now I was never one. I was never told that we shared tips Two, It was such for a short time. I figured we'd take the tip jar out for where I worked at the beginning and put a new tip jar up. And that's what Mm -hmm. I did. And it got, so this girl was working with me and I switched them out and she saw me switch them out and she didn't say anything then. So when this gust of people were done and over with, she then left. It was just me and the, me again, which is fine. It was almost like working a concession stand. Um, so she went to go do the rest of her work for another part of the building. And then I continued to work the concession stand. And well, then my boss came in and pulled me out. 
And so she goes, hey, we need to talk. Can you close for a second? Or I'll have someone come in and work for you. And that's what she did. And she pulled me and she goes, I, and she grabbed my tip jar from the morning. I said, that's weird. She's like, did you split tips with so-and-so? And I said, I put my tip jar from the morning down on the shelf and put the new tip jar out so we could split those. And she goes, okay, but did you split them with her? I'm like, from this jar that in the window? She goes, yeah. And I said, no, she walked out of the room. And she goes, okay, well, why didn't you split them? I'm like, because she walked out of the room. She goes, well, what did you do with the chip tips in the window? I'm like, and I'm like staring at her because like we're repeating ourselves. Like I'm repeating to you now. I'm like, and I'm finally like, and I say your name. I'm like, the tips that me and let's just call her T, me and T got together is still in the window. She walked out of the room. The tips I made in the morning are on the shelf that you just grabbed from. And she goes, well, why didn't you split with her? And I said, my boss's name again. She walked out of the room before we could split. And she goes, well, you're supposed to split all of them. So I don't know why you put your jar from the morning down there and the jar for you guys working together up there. I said, what do you mean we're supposed to split all of them? Like, so the tips that I made the morning by myself, I'm supposed to split with her even though she wasn't in the room? And she goes, yes. I'm like, I don't think that's how that mm. works. It gets worse. So this is more of a tox toxic boss than a toxic coworker, but, but the coworker was the one that started the whole ro ball rolling and she right. was terrible. She took all of my tips, all of them from the morning and the afternoon that I had a split with tea and she took them all. She goes, these are mine. I'm like, that's illegal. You cannot withhold those for me. That is illegal. You cannot take my tips from me. She goes, well, I'm giving it back to the, she goes, I'm giving it back to the company. I'm like, you can't do that. That is illegal. That is illegal. You cannot withhold my tips from me. Wow. And she did it. She never gave them back to me. I ended up going to the owner and saying, I'm like, I want to let you know that boss withheld my tips from me because I didn't split the ones that I worked with T. I didn't split them with her because she walked out of the room before I could. Mind you, I still had another like four hours of the shift. I was working like 10 hours that day. So I worked four in the morning. I think two with tea and then another four in the afternoon. Wow. So I was working eight hours by myself and two with tea. I said, I never even got an opportunity to one split the two hour like shift with tea. I never got a chance to split those tips with her and she withhold all of my four hour tips in that morning. So never got the tips Jeez. to this day. Still don't have those tips. I quit. Because the owner was basically like, well, what do you want me to do? I'm like, I want you to go tell my boss that she needs to give me my tips back because she can't withhold them legally. And um, I'm about, we're about to have a visitor. Because you can't withhold them legally. Right. Hi, Zozo. <laughs> so, yeah. Never happened. So I quit. I quit then because the, the owner said there's something they can do about it. And I said, all right, well, I'm out. And I left. And I never went back. She Good for you. She ended up leaving. The boss ended up leaving like a month later. Don't hit that button. So. Yep. Uh, I'm sorry. Oh, don't. That is car car. Yeah, car car. <laughs> uh, all right. You got anything else, girlfriend? No, I think that's all. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening to this episode of Two Feral Idiots. Um, if you haven't followed us yet, please follow us on Instagram yeah. at Two Feral Idiots Podcast. Uh, uh, join our Facebook group, Two Feral Idiots. Um, if you have, if you want to send us an email, please send us an email at Two Feral Idiots Podcast at gmail.com. and we will see you all next week. See you next week, guys. <laughs>